At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my lips. Government is not the solution to our problem. Senator, good morning again in America. Well, look, Big Bird. Yes, we did. Government is the problem. Welcome, everybody, to a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I'm a liberal. My name's Tim. I'm conservative. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and check out our website at libcon.podbean.com. We're in the iTunes store. We're on the Google Play store. We're on the Stitcher. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at libconmatt. Tim is libcontim. Buy Tim's book on Amazon. It's called Things I Want. Uh, well, we hope you're doing well. Uh, we're going to be sort of flying by the seat of our butts tonight. We sort of had to, to get a show in quickly before Tim heads out of town to go do retreaty things. Uh, and so uh, this will be us winging it a little bit. We're usually terribly organized, and we know that we, we know that, that shows in all of the fine productions that you hear out of us. But, uh, you know, tonight will be a little bit more loosey-goosey, and it'll be more fun. So, you know. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, yeah, we've got. We're gonna. You know, we're we're one. We're we're gonna try not to talk about the president tonight, just because we're we're tired of that. So we'll we'll see what we can do. Uh, the Senate released their health care bill. We'll talk a little bit about that. Special elections and all that stuff, and then we're gonna sort of. Just, we're gonna talk about us because we are our own favorite topic. So uh, round of applause and something cool. In the meantime, apart from not feeling well, how are you? Well, I mean, all right. Removing that, I'm great. primary thing really but yeah second round of strep throat in one year and i had it had it since i guess i was a baby i don't remember having strep throat but you know our five-year-old it's miserable as an adult isn't it man the first one was horrible right like just the razor shot it was awful it's like you're swallowing broken glass yeah yeah this one was real mild and i couldn't quite believe i was actually positive but my my son's strep this time around was really mild as well like i was i felt really bad because you know it, it, the throat was seem like an afterthought and he was telling the doctor a story i was like it's it doesn't really hurt him that much. <laughs> and then, oh, he has strep. Crap. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so not not that bad. But uh, but I've spent, I just all day, it, it's been one thing after the other for me today. So I've, I've just been on the, on the phone pretty much from 8 o'clock a.m. onward. So my voice is almost done, but I've got one hour left. So let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, I'll. Uh, if it sounds like I'm talking more than than normal, maybe that perhaps that's why. But yeah, no, I I had my. Let's make it rain. I I had my round of of strep last year after we got done, or two years ago after we got done shooting the movie, and uh, God, that was that was horrible. And I was on the road too. I was coming back. You know, I started getting sick right as I was having to leave the shoot, and caught the worst of it, uh, in hotels. Uh, and and just couldn't make it back home. I and I actually got diagnosed at a an urgent care center in in some little town in Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. Um, and uh, God, it was awful. Yeah, that's 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 just the worst. So anyhow, uh, speaking of the worst, uh, the Senate released their health care bill today, um, and. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily I don't know that I want to get too much into the particulars of 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 what's in it. A lot of the media that I'm reading is is not impressed 
healthcare industry people don't seem terribly impressed. Even lobbyists for the healthcare industry have been talking about how they're not terribly impressed. Uh, but I, you know, here's some things that I've, that, that have bugged me about this process. It it's because I, from what I'm seeing today, they're, they're in trouble getting this thing passed because there's already four senators that have specifically said they're not going to vote for it as is they, they don't like it. That's Rand Paul and Ted Cruz or two of them. Uh, and, uh, the other two, I their name Ron Johnson, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin, yeah. Uh, and which that's that rhymes, he's Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. Wow, that's a rap song, anyway. Well, the interesting about the four that are opposed to it is that they're not opposed to it for the reason that like a lot of moderate Republicans might be against it, right? This idea that it cuts Medicaid too much or it doesn't protect patients enough or whatever. These are four. Uh, very far right conservative type Republicans who are opposing it. And so they're, they're opposing it because it doesn't do enough. So all the things that the healthcare industry doesn't like and that the mainstream media doesn't like, these four aren't opposing it because of those things. They're opposing it because it doesn't go far enough. No, they're opposing it actually for reasons that, that I kind of agree with. Rand Paul, I thought summed it up pretty good. It doesn't, uh, it it doesn't do what they've been bitching about this whole time. It doesn't address any of these things. It's just a bunch of cuts. That's all it is. It's just cut, 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 cut. Nothing else. They're gonna cut out the uh, Medicaid expansion. They're gonna cut out the marketplaces. They're gonna uh, rearrange some of the sub- subsidies that go out there. Uh, and they're going to cut every single tax that was involved and they're going to cut out the mandate and, and, uh, and that's all it, it doesn't, it doesn't add anything. It doesn't really change much and it doesn't address one of the fundamental complaints about the affordable care act that even I have, which is that it doesn't address rising costs and premiums, nothing. It does nothing to address these things. And that's what Rand Paul and Cruz both said. It doesn't address the problems that they saw. God forbid I find substance in something Ted friggin' Cruz said, but you know, hey, when the dude when dude's right, he's right. Right, but they're not passing. I mean, this goes back to the original thing that we talked about with the um, Mike with Lee the from House, Utah. With, he's the other one. Nice. When we talked about the House bill, it it's not doing those things. Because those things would require more than 50 votes. Everything that it's doing is related solely towards budget. That's why it's the whole, the whole budget reconciliation thing, right? So that's why yeah. it doesn't do any of those other things. Those are the next step. So you do this, then you try to do the other things one at a time when you can hopefully get them through with 60 votes. Uh, it's more of the no. I mean, okay. I I I mean, I suppose I. Get I mean, that, I mean but, that's the reason. Now, but, do I say that you know we should have some balls and we should make an actual healthcare bill? As former President Obama kind of pointed out, this is not a healthcare bill. This is not a healthcare bill. This, this is, is not a healthcare bill. ACA was a healthcare bill. This is not a healthcare bill. This is a budget reconciliation act. That's it. And so it grabs a hold of the money stuff and tries to tweak what it can. 
but it, it was always going to be incomplete. Um, and then it was meant to be followed by other steps addressing the things that you're talking about. Well, but I would like to know more about what those steps are. And I think if I were these senators, that's what I would be demanding to know. Why do you have to only do this? This just strikes me as laziness. I mean, it, it it's and, and, I, and I don't understand it. That's what I really don't get is that. You know, is it is it because they're are they, again are they are they like the dog that caught the car and they didn't actually think that they'd ever get anywhere with this repeal Obamacare crap and they finally did and they're like oh crap we got to God we got to do something about that you know the 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 thing that bugs me is that they spent a lot of time during the process of crafting the Affordable Care Act. No, just absolutely hammering on Democrats about and and President Obama about how well these are they these are these are shady proceedings. They're not doing everything out in the open like they said they would. Even though Obama actually did have some out in the open meetings, not a lot, but some, uh, not as many as he said he would, uh, admittedly, but. Uh, he did have some. They have done this entirely behind closed doors. They have deliberately hidden this. At one point, they were trying to ban the press from the Senate uh, hallways uh, because they were afraid word of it was going to get out. And uh, I mean, I still remember Boehner parading around this supposedly giant, massive healthcare and blah, look at how big it is and rah, Democrats and rah, death panels and all the damn drama about the the secrecy and the way they were going about crafting it and that they snuck it through and they used all these mean old tricks to push it through with their silly 60 vote majority and blah 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 these cats don't even have that they deliberately hit everything and they're using senate rules to sneak through half a bill i I mean i mean correct right like that's Yes, I mean they, we have we have recordings of McConnell complaining about the lack of uh, bipartisan effort by Obama, the secretive nature of Obama in 2008. Like, I mean, it's correct, right? This is this this is no way to conduct business. There we go. I, and what I hate is that this does feel that feels like so much the just the. State of affairs that I don't even feel like arguing about it. Like I, I do just want to talk. I want to talk about what the bill actually does have. Now, one thing that's annoying about the bill is that it's like reading code um, <laughs> because it's not. And I hate that because, like, I'm, I'm as I've said a thousand times, you, you, you need to read things for yourself. So you read the um, everyone's like, well, there's massive cuts to Medicaid and it hurts the this group and that group. But you know you want to be, you want to read something for yourself and say okay what does this actually do? But the way that it's written, it pulls and it will talk about the the ACA or the ACHA, and it will just say you know strike X portion and replace with this. So you don't really know what they're talking about or what exactly it's going to do unless you have the ACA or the ACHA pulled up right alongside to that exact subsection and then are inserting those terms so that you can understand what the hell the is talking about. Um, so that's enormously frustrating. 
So I get that yeah, this is I only... Yeah, I noticed that about Rand the, Paul's bill when I sat down and tried to read that. It kept referring back to the AC, uh, to the uh, ACA. Yeah, and I yeah. get that you have to refer back, but like at some point it's like, bro, like help me out. You know, like you guys... You know, we, we complained about this 2,000-page bill that was so confusing. Well, I don't care if our, if our bills are just shorter because we're we're cutting out. We're not putting all the words. Like, if you if you want an informed citizenry, give us a hand. Put in all the wording. On that note, the best I can do then, right, because going back and trying to reread the bill, I'm just a little bit stumped. We're getting a little bit outside of my my abilities here. Or really more like my time. You know, I've only got so much time to do this. I can't <laughs> yeah. sit there and compare and contrast both bills. But I let's go through this. So PBS, who I I will hold as a reasonably uh, nonpartisan group, right? PBS. Um, yes, I Public I would broadcasting vote. system. I would say they're reasonably bipartisan. They're dirty liberals, aren't they? Oh my gosh! I'm moving sorry. on. Sorry. So. Um, Wait, PBS has a website that covers news. I'm, and I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I was joking about I, the other thing, but in this okay. case, I'm, I like in this case, I really didn't know uh, PBS News was... Hour. Oh, okay. So good to know. All right, so one, it, it's going to do you know the Republican Holy Grail, right? Funding for Medicaid would be capped and reduced. The amount of funding uh, cut isn't uh, completely clear. Um, but the, the block grants that they talk about. Exactly. Right? Starting in 2020, um, states must choose between either accepting one large capped block grant or accepting a predetermined amount of funding per recipient. And I agree with this, right? This is one of this is you know, one of the things that has made me a Republican. Like that's it, this idea, I agree with the idea of block granting Medicaid. Specifically, I agree with doing it that second way, accepting a predetermined amount of funding per recipient, because that's basically how we handle um, the MCOs right now, right? So, say you've got passport Medicaid, right? Then what you can do, what the states will do, is they'll give passport X number of dollars. For each person they take on, right? And then passport beyond that has to cover any of those excess bills, right? So right. that that's sort of the the direction things are, and I and I want to see that progressed because what the states can't do is just say that okay, we're going to cover every single possible medical bill that comes up for someone via Medicaid, and the government's going to pay for everything. No. It's that's way too expensive. It is far smarter to say to an insurance company, okay, we're going to pay this month. We're going to pay for their premiums and we're going to pay the deductible. And then, but then the person is responsible for the co-insurance payments. And then you as the insurance company are paid for all the rest. Um, this is a far smarter way to do it. And even for the poorest of the poor, it would still be, it would be even cheaper still if we would just say, okay, we're the state's basically like a person, right? So like I, as a person, I get insurance. I have to pay my premium. I have to pay my deductible and I have to pay my co-insurance up to a certain amount. Right. And then the insurance company pays for everything else. Voila. This is the way insurance works. Right. So, 
it's far smarter for the government to just say, okay, that's what all of our Medicaid things are going to go towards. So where, but just in, so instead of the person paying for the deductible, the co-payment and the, the deductible the, the, and the um, premiums and the co-insurance, it's the government that pays those things. But then the insurance is responsible for all these other costs, right? So that way the government isn't getting hit with tens of thousands of dollars worth of medical bills because so-and-so went to the ER and the ER people decided to order a you know, chest x-ray and a thousand other tests. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Um, So that's, that's what we're moving towards now, whether or not we will adequately fund that, I don't know. Right. But that's a state decision. And so that, and I, and I like that because it's easy. I can have a far larger effect on who is my state representative than I can on who is my, federal congressman. So I, I would prefer to see that in the, in the hands of the States. Um, what do you think about that? Purely about the block grant thing. I don't know. I mean, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that I, I always read about it. And, and from a standpoint of, uh, it, like you said, it's kind of a, it's a conservative totem, I guess. You know, it's one of those things that they're always talking about, and Ryan seems to love it. And you know, I I don't. I wonder if it's one of those things that liberals are afraid of, just because it's different. You know, or they're afraid that it's too easy to just keep cutting those individual blocks of cash that it it takes some of the you know maybe that it takes some of the humanity out of the thing uh you know when you're actually looking at it at a per person basis and you're saying okay you're going to cover x amount of dollars per person then it's easier to look at it from a standpoint of you know these are th- these are people and this is less money to this individual person that I'm going to give money to and that, and that's I think human but human nature would dictate that that's a, that's a harder cut to make. Whereas if you're just sort of monetizing it with a block amount of money, then it's easy to just say, well, we're going to cut that block and make it less, and then it's it's it, it dehumanizes it a little bit. Um, well, and that's you know, why. I, sorry, go ahead. I, so I I don't I I would be interested to see the numbers between, and that's because that's one thing that I can't. I can never seem to get right whenever I see whenever I read about these block grants on on websites that I know tend to lean liberal. Then generally what I see is block grant bad. Right. And then if I read it on websites that I know tend to read tend to lean conservative, really what I see are block grant good. So what I don't ever really see is a one to one comparison of we're going to do this money this way instead of this way, but it's going to be effectively the same amount of cash, right? Or it's going to be less money and thus we're going to see less services, or it's going to be more money and thus we'll, you know, be better or, you know, I, I, I don't really see it in those terms. And that's sort of what I want to see before I really make a decision to say, okay, I, I'm okay with block grants in principle. I don't, I don't know that it matters. 
I think maybe the block graining probably is more efficient because I do think there's a lot to say for the fact that Kentuckians know better about what Kentuckians need. So let Kentuckians decide how they're going to spend the money. But then at the same time, I have an immediate distrust of state governments. Uh, because at least when it comes to healthcare, because state governments have been abdicating the issue of fixing the healthcare problem for decades. They've been bitching about how they don't want the federal government to do anything about it, but then they turn around and don't do anything about it unless you live in like Massachusetts. And that in and of itself bugs me. That's, that's one of the reasons why we got here in the first place. So this idea of no, no, put it back on the states. Well, that's nice. But then the states are turning around saying, no, no, put it back on the feds. Now, in fairness, Medicaid was never the states. Medicaid. No, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about generally. Right. So okay. that's why so I we're say switching, well, sort of switching no, we're not really okay. we're not really switching things off. We're just saying because the the principle behind the block granting idea is to put the responsibility for the money on the states. Mm-hmm. And one of my you know just general question marks about that tactic is my mistrust for state governments yeah. and the way that they've handled healthcare issues in the past, which is not well. Yeah. So, well, well there's yeah. no arguing that, right? I mean, there's a reason why the ACA had to be done because, you know, it's things weren't being taken care of. So, Yeah, exactly. Um if you want to see the sort of thing I'm talking about, uh check out National Affairs. They have some really good articles about the way that this can work uh with with Medicaid. And really, I mean, you can easily you know, if you've got that sort of system, then it's easy to see where a universal healthcare system could fairly easily be done, right? So if you're looking, because they talk about this, a predetermined amount of funding per recipient, okay? That's only bad if you're underfunding it. So as long as they're actually giving enough money per recipient to cover premiums, deductibles and co-insurance as long as they're giving that then that's then the individual person isn't going to notice any difference and that's the big question and then it's easily and then it's very easy to calculate out exactly how much a universal healthcare system would cost because you would you could just say okay well from now on the federal government's going to cover you know the premium the co-insurance and the deductible for every single person in the united states and you're done. And then that's how where you get the health insurance companies then would start fighting with the hospital systems to work to control the cost of the actual cost of doing healthcare, the actual cost of services, because then it would be the insurances and the hospitals who are having to foot those bills, not the federal government. Okay. Well, you know that that I can you know that I mean that I, that all I can see, but you know, prove it to me. I mean, it, I I don't I don't know. It, yeah, you don't trust, which which is fair, right? Because we don't talk about it like that. Republicans don't talk about it as, look, we've actually got this amazing system that's going to provide even better or as good of healthcare for the poor, but it's going to do it more efficiently and for cheaper. And it's going to do it for cheaper because the insurance companies are actually going to foot more of the bill than the federal government will. Because personal example, right? So because of all the paperwork 
BS. There was a brief period of time where I wasn't covered by an MCO, right, which is Passport, which does the thing I'm talking about, right? I was covered directly by state Medicaid, which is what a lot of states do with their Medicaid. They don't even have MCOs. And during that time period where I was covered by the state Medicaid, whatever tests I went and got done, because, oh, uh, oh, uh, I feel like, oh, uh, I'm having another embolism. Uh, I'm, I'm going to run to the emergency room. Hey, doc, I feel like an embolism. Okay, we're going to give you a D-dimer. We're going to do an ultrasound. We're going to do a chest x-ray. We're going to do tens, you know, literally about $10,000 worth of tests. Boom, federal government has to pay for all that. $10,000. Rather there being some understanding of a limited amount. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with Should all that. Should work. And I, right. you know, I... Good, welcome to the team. Um, number... I mean, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with the principle. But, I mean, look, here's, here's the thing that, that still to this day sort of just tweaks my nuts a little bit. And, and it has for ages is that, you know, and I, and I've, and I've said, we're talking personal examples. These are, I mean, these are, but these are, these are, these are things that, you know, my, all my life we're told get a job, guy, get a job. Cause you got to get health insurance. That's how you, cause that's the only way you're going to get, if you don't have a job, you're not going to get health insurance and you're going to die poor and lonely. And, uh, so I, you know what, damn it. I, I, I have, I, I work in, you know, worked in the private sector for a while and I work in the public sector and, and, you know, but job health insurance, these are, this is cornerstone of American society. Right. And the things that in my experiences with health insurance as somebody who at one point purchased health insurance on my own and now has it through my employer, I have been denied coverage, uh, due to a pre-existing condition. Uh, that was not even a legitimate concern. It was because uh, the insurance health insurance company didn't understand the health problem that I had when I was a kid. Um, I'd see no small amount of irony in that. Uh, I was denied coverage for prescriptions that I needed on multiple occasions when I was paying for insurance for something simple. It was for acid reflux. Uh, they wouldn't pay for it. Uh, so it's not like I was, you know, running around asking for like fucking Viagra you know, at 60 bucks a pill, uh, I was asking for Nexium, uh, and they wouldn't cover it. Um, I was, uh, just recently charged through, was it $300 for a hospital visit? Uh, because I was in a rural area that didn't have an urgent treatment care center that was open on Thanksgiving, uh, because I had to, so I ended up having to go to the emergency room, which, Again, people gripe about how people constantly go to the emergency room. I literally had no other choice uh, but to do it. And I have seen my healthcare premiums rise from zero. I was 100% employer covered to now if I jump through a bunch of hoops, it'll be 50 bucks a month. If I don't jump through a bunch of hoops, it'll be more like 75 or 100. Um, I've looked at the gaps in coverage for single people and families um, been in a company that was weighted weird because we primarily had uh, postmenopausal women, so that healthcare premiums for all of us were way up uh, because women over fifty. No, it's true. That was honest to god. That was the deal. My cost for my monthly insurance for that company was pushing two hundred dollars a month, and the whole reason was because the bulk of our workforce was women over fifty. 
Wow. And, and I mean, I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if somebody's taken that. I'm not, I don't mean that to be sexist. That was just, that was a fact that was told to me by somebody in HR. Um, and so all of these discrepancies in the era of the ACA and before the ACA, the only thing, all of those cost problems, being denied services, denied coverage, all those things, the pre-existing th- condition thing is the only bit of any legislation that's been passed that does anything for me specifically. And it doesn't actually do anything for me now. It just would have fixed a problem I had 10 years ago. And I'm not saying that this is about me. It's not. But I'm saying that I am doing what a pretty good chunk of America is doing and what we were all told to do. And we're seeing all of these problems just continue to not be addressed. And I'm, I'm glad for what the ACA did address. It was fantastic from a first step standpoint. But now was not the time to just dismantle it and try to go back to where we were eight years ago. Because where we were eight years ago sucked balls. And I am done listening to these idiots on the Hill tell me about how great it was for healthcare in 2007. Who actually says that? I, mean, I, I, I feel like that. that's I feel like that's the I sentence that Mitch McConnell is waiting say to say. I haven't actually heard anyone say that. And we can rehash all the arguments about Republican had health care plans as well. Bush was at the forefront, blah, 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 blah. Well, then why but didn't we you won't pass bother? Him? Well, why did it? Well, part of the reason is because when Bush brought it up, the Democrats said it was dead on it was dead on arrival and they wouldn't touch it because they were gonna get their Obama. So did they? Did yes. he bring it up well but did he yes. try bringing it up in two thousand two yes. when he had everybody? Did he try bringing it up in two thousand four when he had everybody? Right. Nah, he no. Waited he waited until two thousand six when he had exploding towers and everything. But whatever. Um Really? So, in 2004, he couldn't have been bothered to come up with it. They, he was bothered to come up to spend a whole bunch of time campaigning on, you know, knocking out gay marriage. Spent a lot of time on that one. Talking about constitutional amendments, defining things as one man and one woman. But no, I had to wait to bring up the healthcare thing when he didn't have the help in Congress to do it in the first place. Awesome. Um, you want to go, Susie? We can go. Where was the Democrats bill then? Where was Congress passing with its legislation that it was passing and putting forward for the president? I didn't realize the president was responsible for putting together legislation. They were passing legislation in 2009. I didn't realize that. Anyway, Medicaid expansion. It would want to phase out the Medicaid expansion between 2020 and 2023. uh, And it would be completely gone by 2024. Yeah. So okay. I got two. I got a question on this because I'm initially against it, right? I'm I'm pro the Medicaid expansion, as long as we're doing this whole thing with the states, as you know, the, with the predetermined amount of funding per recipient, because I think you could offset the extra cost of the Medicaid expansion by doing Medicaid in a more efficient manner. That said, are we addressing the gap? Because I haven't heard anyone talk about this. Remember how there was the gap where if your state didn't accept the Medicaid expansion, then if you were in that middle spot between where the Medicaid expansion was supposed to cover and where the tax credits started, you got nothing. Do you remember this? North Carolina very, was one of the states. Very, very vaguely. Okay. Yeah. So what, what would happen is if you made too much, to not qualify for Medicaid, 
but you didn't make enough. You you could make too much to not so so much that you didn't qualify for Medicaid, but not enough to qualify for any subsidies. So if you were like a single person making twenty five thousand, you just got no help and were just effed out of luck, right? Okay. I, I'm I'm not hearing us talk about fixing that, right? No, so I haven't heard anything about that. I, I could theoretically, maybe, possibly be okay with the Medicaid expansion phasing out. Because this bill, unlike the House bill, doesn't do it based, doesn't do the credits based on age, from what I'm understanding. It does it based on income. Now, it lowers the income to 350% of poverty. But that would then mean everyone at the, you know, 350 and below would be covered. So, I, I, I could maybe get, could maybe get behind the dropping of the Medicaid expansion, if it means everyone's covered and we got rid of that gap. So I'd be interested to hear about that. I, yeah, that's, I think that's going to have to be one of those to be continued sort of things for me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know the the thing with the Medicaid expansion is that what, what good does the Medicaid expansion do? If you've still got States that are refusing to, you know, to accept it. I mean, I kind of feel like this has got to be, I, you know, the States have got to cooperate at some level. Yeah, I mean, so what? Do we um, just keep that gap until 2023? That's a long time. That's a long time. That's six I years. Mean, like, yeah. we're going to be almost, hopefully, we'll be into a whole new president by that time. Like, who knows what could happen? You know, like, this this is huge. Um, so, yeah. So, I, my initial response to getting rid of the Medicaid expansion is negative. I don't like that. Uh just because part of me, I've got a lot of Bernie in me, and I, I, I do prefer a universal healthcare system. So the more people under Medicaid, the better, in my humble opinion, as long as we're doing it in a more efficient manner. But I don't know. Now, since I brought that up, let's jump ahead then a little bit to the whole Affordable Care Act tax credits being for age versus means-based. I liked Ryan's age-based ones. Um. I think that was a good, I, I think it's, it gets as someone who's had to do this for myself and for other people, it just gets ridiculous when you're trying to negotiate the means based stuff of saying, Oh, well I did, I made this much, but I might make this. Oh, but gosh, if I make that much, then I'm going to lose my health care. So I don't want to take that raise. And that happens. That's happening right now. That's happening right now for me. Right. So I've had to finally give up on my mission work and, you know, go get one of those job thingies. And so I'm going to lose. I, I'm now sitting in terror. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. What are we going to lose? How, how is my wife and children going to be covered? I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and a buddy of mine who's a, who's a staunch Republican is going through the same thing. His, his, his wife's on Medicaid right now because she's pregnant, but she's about to lose that. And they don't know how she's going to get coverage. And if they try to do it through his work, like with mine, it'll cost $700 a month. So yeah, it will. It'll, yeah. it'll hurt. If you try to go through your, through your employer, it's yeah, hurt. it'll be effed. So yeah. I, that's why I don't like the means based. I, I think it needs to age based. I think that was a, I think that was a brilliant idea. It needed to be more generous, but I liked it. Well, but I mean, even if it is, okay, but hang on, even if it was age based, it does not affect you. Because you won't get a subsidy. You're not, you have employer-based health care. 
Right, so it's already free. So I'm I'm fine. No, I, free. No, it's not free. It's free for me. I don't pay anything. Yeah, but what are your wife and kids going to do? Right. Well, wife and kids should still You can't still put them qualify. on Medicare. Yeah, you can. Well, on no, Medicare? I can't cuz they're they're too old. They're not old people. But Medicaid, Medicaid or yeah, the kids will still qualify for Medicaid. And there is actually and this is another thing. I haven't read anything about fixing this. There is literally a mistake in the ACA. Uh when it talks about that circumstance where, because supposedly, right, you can, you can get the tax credit because where there's two different things. There's the tax credit and then there's the subsidies, the, the cost sharing subsidies are with like with the silver base plans that you would have really low deductibles, even though they should be super high. Um, that that's the subsidy thing The with the tax credits, there's actually a mistake, right? So you're supposed to qualify for the tax credits. If either one, you don't have a job, you don't have, or you just don't have access to healthcare through your job, right? Or two, if the amount that you're being charged is too expensive. So that would count as, you know, say 700 god dang dollars a month, right? Would, would count as too expensive. And you could go to another thing. Since it would be me, but since it's my spouse and not me, the language gets fuzzy and you don't really know where you fall. So you just kind of have to roll the dice and hope that the IRS just doesn't notice. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I don't see anything about that one getting fixed either. Lord. So, yeah. Tell me this isn't a government operation. Right. So what, what did you think about the age bait, the age based idea? In general. Well, okay, so here, here's my question: Is that don't you don't you think that that leads to or or is okay? So, but what about the what about the argument about the elderly and that really hitting the elderly extraordinarily hard? Okay, and that's where I would say is that where Medicare is supposed to fill in the gap? One that is where Medicare is supposed to fill in the gap, but only once you hit sixty five, right? Right. So that's where I would say it's the right idea. It just wasn't generous enough. So the sentence response should have been not getting rid of it and going back to the means-based, but just upping the amount that the elderly got and upping the amount, just upping the amount that everybody got because it makes sense to do it that way because your health, your health insurance costs increase as you get older. That's a fact. So you, yeah, yeah, no doubt. So you just give them that amount of money based on their age. And there you go. You just have to make sure that you're giving enough to actually cover the goddamn premiums or cover the vast majority of them. Well, but they didn't do that. No, they didn't. So, you know, agreed. I mean, that's why so I was that, wondering. So I was that argument w- still. Well, remains, that's why I was wondering you know. what you thought of the age based ones. That was, well, why I mean, I was that's, curious. that's my one. That's my biggest question. I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting point. Um, you know, and, and it does sort of, I mean, it encourages I mean, all of these things. Again, none of this, this doesn't, this doesn't, none of these things address problems. I mean, if you are in the gig economy, you know, and, and if you're, uh, if you're a freelancer or if you're doing what you were doing, you know, which for a while you were, you know, trying to do mission work. Um, or your waiting tables, or you're in college, uh, you know, then, 
you know, or working for a, a an employer that has shitty healthcare coverage, then all of these things, subsidies and 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 block granting and Medicaid and bah, all this stuff helps you, and and that's great, and but. You know what? The fact of the matter is, is that that's not where a lot of America lives. You know, a lot of America, a good chunk of America is still shooting for that employer based plan. That's what they want. That's what they're going for. They're going for a job that has health insurance. Benefits, retirement, vacation pay, holiday pay, sick days bonuses that's what we're after that's what american that's what that's what american healthcare was built around and those are the people in the middle that are getting hung that are getting caught in this and those i think are the people that are getting screwed by the ACA, they're getting screwed by bills like this, by the AHCA, and the Better Care Reconciliation, whatever the hell they're calling it. Those are the, th- the that's that is the area that is not getting addressed by Correct. any of this stuff, and that's the biggest chunk of the country. I'm supposed to be jumping up and down because they repealed all the taxes, all these phenomenal, they got rid of all those crushing terrible taxes on investment income people who make more than like 300 large a year tanning salons the healthcare industry and the medical device industry you know how much that's going to matter to me and to everybody that i work with not one damn bit none of it Nothing that's in this is going to change anything for anybody I know. And it's not going to address any of the problems that have come up over the course of the last eight years that, that I, and, and, and this is not my way of saying that I don't like the ACA for the 900th time. I loved the ACA. I was glad they put it out there. It was a good start, but it doesn't fix the issues that were coming out of the ACA that I did agree were there. And again, everyone in the middle is left holding the back. I completely agree. That was, that is the original sin of our healthcare system. Yeah. It was. And it, Obama should have fixed it with the ACA and he didn't. He doubled down on tying our insurance to our, our jobs. Um, and Republicans have ranted against that for years, at least some of them have, and suddenly we're blocking all that out and ignoring it. So it, you're absolutely right. We should abolish completely um, health care that's provided by insurers, but health care is provided by businesses. If a business wants to do it just on their own, hey, go nuts. But it should not be taken into account in any of our legislation, and we should not provide any form of tax deductions or tax breaks for businesses that provide health insurance. I completely agree with you. Could not, could not agree, could not agree more. In fact, 
So shame on everyone for not addressing that. Yeah. And well, and that's, 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 that's my problem when talking about these things is that I am frustrated. I was frustrated with the Democrats because they, because as you said, they doubled down on the issue, but at the same time, I thought they tried to do some things and I have for, I have for, I have always given them credit for that. I appreciate that in that time frame, All I heard from the Republicans who I am perfectly willing to listen to if they have ideas, they'd never presented any ideas, not real ones. I don't want to hear about what happened under Bush or before that. I'm talking about everything 2009 on. And now it is their time to present ideas. Give me your big idea because the ACA was the Democrats big idea and it was kind of meh. And this is not even meh. This is, this feels like a middle finger. Because not only does it not address the other issues, it really just kind of limp dicks the rest of the system. Well, all right. Well, let's talk about, you're right. This is not the massive, expansive idea. I, but I just, I, we, yes, we've hit on this many times. Lots. Yes. Is that oh, we right, have right. never, totally. the, the Republicans have never coalesced behind one solid plan. And I can harp on and on again about how we did have solid plans that were put forth by McCain and that were put forth by Ryan. And then we went with the ACA and then everything sort of got lost in the shot. And then as Republicans were ranting and screaming, we never really saw all Republicans coalesce behind one solid thing. Ryan kind of tried with a better way, but all he put forth really were proposals and guidelines. And obviously we can see from the hodgepodge, BS that has happened over the last six months. It was not anything that the Republican Party as a whole disagreed with, and that is because the Republican Party is incredibly fractured, and we can't agree amongst ourselves, much less agree amongst ourselves and try to bring in Democrats in the mix as well and try to get them to agree as well. So, or we're really that we're yes like the to everything. Wasn't all that wasn't all that interested in a better way because I mean, what what a what lot I thought, of the party what wasn't. Thought, right, agreed. What, I, th- what no. I thought was interesting about that, you because now you bring it up is, you know, I, I mean, you know, so Ryan gets in there and this is you know, I don't know, at some point I don't remember at some point last year when was he doing all those little. Those little professorial tutorial things with the press was that was, was that last during year. was that was that was last fall. The, right? If you're talking about the one you're making fun of him for with the powerpoints and the rolled up sleeves, that was talking about the AHCA specifically and explaining well, yeah, but he why did, we were yeah, doing but he this. Did some but sort he of, did a bunch of he did some Ryan's point right, the whole some better way thing that was all yeah. last year that well, was before Trump. He was trying to outline these are the Republican ideas. This is what right. we want. Where I'm going with this is that a lot of that got wrapped up in the whole Trump thing during the campaign, and it got sort of lost in that. But then I don't know that he's really made any effort to like revisit it. Right. Well, and months. you know, and is that just from lack of interest? I, I hashtag Trump. I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to. Now, is that a good thing? No. You're the legislature. Pass your bills. It's up to the up to the president to veto it or not. But I, I, there are there are there are some policy things in the the better care whatever 
that are, are worth discussing. And th- this is another one that's interesting. So should states uh, add a work requirement for able-bodied recipients of Medicaid? So this is the non-elderly, the non-disabled, the non-pregnant. Should they require have a work requirement? So it's a lot like with food stamps, right? You remember, you know, the big Bill Clinton, you had to work in order to get the money, right? All right. So should you be allowed to receive Medicaid if I'm me, right? Say I'm me and I'm not working at all, right? I'm not employed. Should I be allowed to receive Medicaid? Interesting. I don't man, see. Fun. Man, this is a, right. man, this is a tough stuff. one. What right? do you think? Because you know what you did? You just took that liberal gun and held it to my head. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh, man. Ah. Should we force people to work? I think, I mean, how do you police it? Are you going to kick people off? You know, somebody loses their job. Do you need it? Are they going to, because what if they're looking, you know, they can't find anything. Uh, you know, did, how do you, I, I think it's just really hard to enforce. Well, what they do with that in general, right. Is what they do is you have to demonstrate active effort to find right. a job. Right. So you have to be able to demonstrate that you went to, this place, this place, there's so many places with a certain period of time looking for work, right? So right, it's not like you lose your job, boom, you lose your insurance, right? It's not instantaneous. You have several months to try to get a new job. Right, but I guess my, first of all, is that the way it is with, with food stamps right now? That's the way it was, but it got wishy-washy and has sort of crumbled and died. And part of what they wanted was to bring that back. That's what our Republicans were trying to bring back. I I guess my question, but but see, okay, that in and of itself is my question, is did it really work? Was it all that effective? And wasn't it, you know, I mean, Republicans talk constantly about, well, we we need to reduce the size of government. Well, that's... That's growing that that too in and of itself grows government because there's got to be people there to, you know, to police that angle of things. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't I, I don't know. I, I, I one of the problems that I have with it is that, again, it feels more like that, you know, let them eat cake mentality. Uh, you know, maybe you don't need to spend that money on your nice new iPhone and buy some health insurance. Thank you, Jason Chaffetz. It, it, it it's this, you know. All right, fine, we'll help, but you got to make sure you're looking for a job. No, you're not looking hard enough. We're going to take your money away. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not really comfortable with it, especially not when you're holding people's health insurance over their heads, because that's a nasty thing to play with. Uh, and I think some of that is going to come down to you know what it's 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 like I'm always telling people about with the with the gun control argument. To a certain extent, the gun control thing very often comes down to a lot of people feel like they're not carrying enough guns. And, you know, did they have if they'd have had guns in Paris and they'd have been able to shoot back, you know, and all that other crap. Uh, it, 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 are you comfortable? Do you want to live in a society where we have an armed citizenry? 
Is that really what you're after? And that's that's what you think is going to make our nation better is for everybody, you know, a chicken in every pot and a cap in every ass. That's 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 what you're going for. And do do you really want to do you really want to live in the kind of society where if somebody doesn't meet a standard A, B, C, D and E, prove that you're doing something and we're going to yank your health insurance or we're going to yank that money out of your pocket. That might be keeping food on your on on the table, and honestly, I don't I don't I don't think I do. I I don't think that's the kind of place I want to live. So what about the hardworking couple bringing in you know both working full time minimum wage jobs or so? Maybe they're pulling in forty five fifty thousand a year total. They got three kids. They're busting their ass, but they don't quite qualify for anything. But slack ass over here is not working at all. He's getting Medicaid. He's getting food stamps. How's that fair? Well, then we have to address how you're taking care of those people who are making 45 and 50 grand a year and are not, you know, but again, that comes back to what I was saying earlier is those are the people that are often caught in the middle that are not aided by the things that that either party is putting forward. You know who is putting it forward? Mark Zuckerberg. He's putting it forward. All the everything comes back to the whole idea with the universal basic income. Everything comes back to that. And you're exactly yeah. right when you talk about the work requirement thing. It's bigger government. It's government getting involved in your life. And diving in there, and you've got to go prove to the government that you deserve this health care. And it becomes ridiculous. And we're having to pay the salaries of the people who are testing those things and keep the light, keep the electricity yeah, and the lights exactly. and the computers for this massive government bureaucracy whose sole job is to get into your life that you have to prove to that you're working, that you're trying, that you're doing this, and that okay, we'll feed you. This is why I am against means-based testing. Every time I will be against it because of that exact reason, because it expands the government's role in your life. And we have to get away from it and move towards things like what Ryan put forth, which age-based uh, age-based assistance, like the universal basic income, so that the people that me and you are talking about, middle America, they're getting the help that they need and that they deserve as citizens of this country. Well, I'm I'm glad I was able to turn you around. Did you? What? No, I, I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's really the moral. I don't think but, that's what happened. But right. you know, okay, <laughs> sure. No, but I mean, I think we're look. I think we're I I think we're generally in agreement. You yeah. know, and and that it you know. I, I think I think we took different roads to get there, but I yeah. think we're generally in the same place. Yeah, and I think and I think it's worth pointing out because you brought up. I know we're starting to run out of time, but uh, yeah, Rand Paul brought up a very good point, right? Where he talked about you know he calls it Obamacare light and all those sorts of things, which always makes me cringe a little bit. But he makes a very good point that basically all, that they that they've lied, right? That they've lied to everybody because they're talking about they've got all of these things right. So we're we're still going to provide Medicaid, you know, for seven more years. We're going to uh, they're not getting rid of the cost sharing subsidies, right? Which have actually been deemed illegal by the courts. So how are we continuing those exactly? Um, 
we're keeping all of these things. We're keeping, you know, people are allowed with the pre-existing conditions. They're allowed to stay on. But magically, we're going to repeal all the taxes and fees that paid for all this stuff. And that's what and that's where Rand Paul, that's where his head explodes and where it should explode. You know, if we're going to talk about being the fiscally responsible party, that is not fiscally responsible. You cannot promise to still give everyone free ice cream without charging anyone for it, without collecting any taxes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that, that's been my whole point about this, the, about about the mandate. You know, that was a big you know, mandate is a tax and mandate is a, is a, is a, is a, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's something the American people will never stand for in the government. It's like you said, government getting involved in your business, but the mandate is the thing that, and I was against a mandate for a long time. It was one of the reasons why I, 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 I voted for Obama in the democratic primary in, in 2008 and not Hillary. Hillary wanted a mandate. Obama didn't. So I went with Obama. It, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, but, and then I, honestly, I, I was not happy when it showed up again, but I, I looked at it and I thought, well, you know what? He's right. Because that props up the system. That's how you pay for things. It's it's it, Republicans are always complaining about how Democrats never pay for it. That was how they paid for it. And it, with their they're leaving like you said they're leaving the, the free ice cream the subsidies they're leaving all that in there but they're ripping out all the ways that they're there to pay for the damn pay for the damn thing and they're leaving the medicaid expansion for a few years but they're taking out all the taxes and they're taking out the mandate how is that responsible and how does it make okay a not responsible right but one thing that i love and it's hilarious is that the, the the Cadillac tax, right? This 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 tax on very generous employer healthcare plans, right? They're going to repeal this, but they're only repealing it through twenty twenty five. So they're going to get rid of it while they're committed to paying for the Medicaid expansion and all those sorts of things, and then once they're no longer responsible for paying for those things, then they're going to bring back the Cadillac tax. What? Huh? Why, why would you get, why wouldn't you keep it until you got rid of what? Why? And there you go. (laughs) It's pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, plan. Sorry. I guess we're out of time, aren't we? Never mind. Uh, we now go ahead. Well, hit the plan. We do. We should talk about the Planned Parenthood thing. And yeah. What do you think? Planned Parenthood. So all federal funding for the women's health organization would be cut as long as it continues to offer abortion services. However, no federal funding can currently be used to support abortion procedures. But really, how does that work? Let's be honest. If you're giving a company money, and part of what a company does is abortions. Does it matter if you'd say, oh, no, no, but no, 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 they're not using that money to pay for it. They're using the other money over here. I'm sorry. I think that's bullshit. I, I think that's ridiculous accounting BS. What do you think? All right. It, it Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it's accounting BS. That's fine. But... You have to understand, as somebody who has 
driven people to Planned Parenthood for basic healthcare shit. It had nothing to do with abortions. I I knew at least half a dozen people in high school who got their first mammograms at at Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood got their first uh, 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 their first gynecological exams through Planned Parenthood. Yes, they got their birth control through Planned Parenthood. Um, they were comfortable as teenagers going to Planned Parenthood because they were because they were they were teenage girls, right? And they were nervous about talking about that sort of thing with their parents and with their family doctors. And Planned Parenthood gave them a place to go. And because of that, I know a lot of people that learned about safe sex, that learned how to take care of each care of themselves. And, uh, you know, and these are, these are things that it's, it's just difficult for people to talk about. It's difficult for them to deal with. If you were looking at Planned Parenthood and saying all they do is provide abortions and then they do some other stuff, but the bulk of what they do is abortions, then maybe I would take the time to listen to your argument before I disagreed with it. But if you look at the fact that Planned Parenthood provides so many other services and does so many other things that are not in any way related to abortions, they are far too important. And the fact of the matter is, and this is the thing that people in the abortion argument never want to pay any attention to. They just want to draw that line. They want to look at it as though it is a black and white, 100% Fuck you, you can't do abortions issue and that's the end of it. They do not want to listen to the fact that all the talk that they do about not uh, teaching safe sex in schools, not allowing people access to birth control, not paying for birth control, screaming about things like the morning after pill and all this other mess, all they do is encourage unwanted pregnancies, which in turn encourages abortions. And the fact of the matter is, is that we have become... And we are constantly raising generations that are more sexually responsible. The rate of abortions have continued to go down. The rate of unwanted pregnancies have continued to go down because we have organizations like Planned Parenthood that encourage safe sex and that encourage knowledge when it comes to women's issues. And frankly, conservatives should be embracing that kind of thing and not running from it because they're afraid that Jesus doesn't like it. So... I can get the argument that prior to the ACA, Planned Parenthood was ne- was was needed for all of these other services that you're talking about, right? Why we need Planned Parenthood now? Because you're trying to gut the ACA too. No, we're not trying to get rid of these basic services. We're not trying to get rid of no, 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 absolutely not. Because you're talking as if the people who are going to these things couldn't possibly afford, right? No, to no, go somewhere no, this is not else. about so that's affording. why they have no, to go to Planned no, Parenthood. No, this is not about, not affording. about affording. You weren't paying any attention. This was not about affording. You this were was about, about a comfort women. level. I am talking about young women who have a difficult time going to their family doctors, talking to their parents, and having a place to go and talk to someone who is a neutral party and get but the information. Why, they they don't have to go to their parents to go to their doctor. They just go to their doctor. To go through their family doctor when they're, six, when they're 16, 17? Yeah, you don't have to go through your parents. You can just go see your doctor. There's Damn. laws about that. You can't. The doctor can't talk to their parents. 
That might well be true, but that's not the way that teenage. You work with teenagers. You know how they are. Well, right, but... They well, want to do things on their own, and Planned Parenthood gives them an opportunity to do that. That's why a lot of people that I knew in high school, and even immediately after high school, didn't go to their family doctors. Because they just didn't necessarily trust it. They weren't comfortable. To this day, I don't know a single person that went to Planned Parenthood for an abortion. But I know at least a dozen people just off the top of my head that went to Planned Parenthood for all of those things I talked about before. Okay. So are you saying that we should ditch, are you saying we should ditch the Hyde amendment then the Hyde amendment being the funding, right? That's, that's the rule, right? So the rule is no federal money goes towards abortions. That's whatever makes whatever makes y'all feel better. If the Hyde amendment makes y'all feel better and we're still able to keep funding Planned Parenthood, fine. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Then because it's accounting BS. It just then fine. Is. It's accounting to be it. Then then fine. It's accounting. Dude, BS. Well, okay. Well, what I'm, I'm saying okay is with I'm, that accounting. I'm, okay, BS. I'm for all the all the things you're saying. Okay, fine. Then just plan. Just have Planned Parenthood stop providing abortions. Done. Great. Uh, yeah, and that, and it's that everybody's simple. a winner. It is that simple. It's that simple. That because that's the thing. That's what it always comes down to. Then have them create yeah. another organization that does the abortions. That's not hard. I think that they should. But if we Netflix can't that can have, of, you know, whatever that ridiculous service they tried to start was. Now I can't think of it. Oh, hell no. You're not bringing up Quickster. Quickster. Are you if bringing ne- up Quickster? Netflix can do Quickster. You're talking you about have, Planned Parenthood you needs Quickster. the Quickster of abortions. Is that, that what you're talking about? You're Quickster talking about abortions. There Quickster? you go. That's even the name. So Planned Parenthood does everything else. And they gets all the federal funding they want, and then you've got Quickster abortion services. <laughs> this is the mo- I got done. I, I don't know whether or not to laugh how, or how many be how mortified many or do you need me to solve. Are you worried about your job at your Catholic high school now that you've come up with Quickster abortions? Wow. I, <laughs> Are you I, allowed to joke about this kind of thing? I thought that was against the rules. What? It's not really a joke though, <laughs> like because that's what I'm saying, like. Planned her. The reason everyone's up in arms about Planned Parenthood is because of the abortion stuff and because we have the Hyde Amendment. But this organization that a it is a primary function. Now you can make arguments about they do all these other services and great, but a primary function of that organization is abortions, right? That is correct. Well, but but That's the thing about it is, is that if you you know because Republicans freak out about uh, conservatives freak out about uh, being funding giving funding to 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 birth control. So what comes after they refuse to do abortions? Okay, well now you're passing out birth control. We're not going to. You're using our federal dollars for birth control, and we know what everyone uses. Well, birth then control you fight for. that law, and, and that then, law isn't on the books. So you fight that law, and you don't let them pass it. But the law that's on the books is the Hyde Amendment. Everyone agreed to this. So, I'm sorry. Planned Parenthood is, I, th- this isn't this isn't acceptable. With the way the Hyde Amendment is written, you either got to bite the bullet and get rid of it and say we're full of crap, federal money is going towards abortions, or you, you can't give any more money to Planned Parenthood. I'm going to take door number one. Get rid of the Hyde Amendment. Right. You giving me those two options? Get rid of the Hyde Amendment. Admit you're full of crap. There you go. I like that one. All right. I I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just admitted uh, they're full of crap, though. I meant you all, like the Democrats. <laughs> Are we full of crap? I don't think I don't, 
the Ron. I doubt the Hyde Amendment was Democrats' idea. I can't remember whose idea it was, honestly. Neither do I. We'll have to look that up. Probably we're going to have Kane's. to do that. We're going to have Tim Kaine? Is that a person? Yeah, Tim, is Tim Kane a person? He is, right? That was the guy. How that quickly was the, we forget. That was the that was the almost famous vice president guy. That, okay. was, that was everybody's almost, that was everybody's favorite stepdad vice president. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, oh. stepdad. That's right. Biden was the grandfather. Poor Kane was just a, <laughs> Tim well, he, he's, like a he's like a stepdad. <laughs> he's try, he tries. He tries really hard. <laughs> oh, my God. We got to go. That's. That is all we have time. I yeah, I can't. I can't believe we got an hour completely out of that bill that we really haven't had much time to do. But we didn't. We, we didn't even get halfway through. Like there was all no, sorts of stuff I wanted to, to talk about topic. that bill. Yeah. Well, you know, it was important. We that was that's God's work we just did. So anyhow, all right. Well, I uh, am am going to take us out with something cool. I, I very often we talk about uh, about. Uh, the last week tonight with John Oliver, we, we both like, uh, Mr. Oliver quite a lot. We do, uh, this past week, uh, he did a wonderful expose on the coal industry, which got him sued, uh, which is a hilarious story, but not the point of all this. Uh, the two things I want to say, one, uh, at the end of the thing, he summed up the entire issue about the coal industry by saying something that I have been saying for ages that I, I, I just am so appreciative that someone else finally came out and said it, which is that people need to stop lying to people who live in coal country because they are so desperate to listen to those lies because they want so badly for the industry to come back that they're willing to literally grasp onto anything. And someone needs to just suck it up and go down there and be honest with them about the way that this is going to go and has been going and will continue to go. And no one has been willing to do that. And I'm, I'm glad that it was said on such a massive stage the other night. Uh, but he, he highlighted a company called uh, BitSource uh, and another one uh, called mind minds uh, that are, uh, working to specifically hire people who were laid off from coal jobs and get them working in coding and computer programming jobs. Uh, they specifically target people who were ex miners uh, and try to get them doing uh, high end technology jobs. Uh, both of which are based uh, in Eastern Kentucky. BitSource is actually based in Pikeville, which is not that far from where uh, our father is from uh, in uh, Pike County. And it, uh, it, it, it's just wonderful stuff. And this, this is what, what kills me, is that this is the kind of company that received some funding from uh, revitalization projects that would now be cut by the president's budget if he were to get his way. And these are the kinds of things that will get Eastern Kentucky out of the rut that it has been in and places like West Virginia uh, where coal was once such a major part of the economy. They're not going to come back with coal. They're going to come back with companies like BitSource and the stuff that they're doing. And it's really, really, really great to see. A little more political than our usual something cools. I like the ones when we talk about puppies, but I do like John Oliver. <laughs> what? And you don't like what? You don't like you don't think that what they're doing is cool? That's an amazing thing. No, it is absolutely. It's very cool. Very awesome. 
I like it. I know. You want to cut the program, too. It's okay. The economic recovery thing? Is that the is that the one? No, I don't know. It's one of the... There's, there's, <laughs> I don't know the name. There's, 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 there's a couple of them. This, well, this is the... It, it was specific... The Appalachian... What is it, The Appalachian Regional Commission or something or... Yes, I agree. I think that should be cut. So I, I agree with that. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. Another topic for another day. Maybe not All as cool right, as I go. thought it was, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> I thought it was pretty damn cool. Uh, but look, they're, they're a company that's operating on their own. I think they may have received some money, but... Uh, for training these guys, but once they're out of training, uh, you know they're just they're in the workforce and they're doing this is a, this is the this company did the uh, website redesign for the city of Pikeville, uh, you know, and a whole bunch of other companies in the area. They're you know the money is for training; it's not to actually operate the company, you know. And it's that's if you're going to help miners, that's the way to help them. Don't go down there and tell them, well, we're going to bring this industry back because you're not. So did you want to argue about this or did we want no, to? No, not really. We're done. So, anyhow. We're done. Have you, have you anything more? We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. I mean, I do have more, but yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll shut it down. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming out. <laughs> to be continued. All right. Find us on Twitter. I'm at LibCon. Matt Tim's at LibCon Tim. Thanks so much for joining us. You guys are great. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.